Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. 216-578-0092. Let's go back to the North Ohms to Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, bringing Greg Shorts to the Bleacher Report. Greg, what's going on, man? Hey, it's good to be back on. Thanks for having me. Hey, yeah, man, definitely, man. I, You know, I had to get back on, on with you and, and talk to a little bit about this uh the NBA Finals a little bit. We'll we'll start with the we'll start with the uh, NBA Finals before we go to the Cavs. Uh, your what was your impression uh, of Game One NBA Finals? Uh, it looks like uh, for once the Golden State Warriors somebody else started you know raining threes from deep on them and, and hitting dagger threes and couldn't miss. It, it was actually a really uh, refreshing uh, change of pace. Usually it's the Warriors that are coming back on people with Steph and and Clay Thompson and all those guys. What was your take on um what was your take on the game and do you believe uh that it's moving forward it's a, it's a, a must win game in game 2 already for uh for the uh Golden State Warriors. First of all, I, I to me I just couldn't believe that the Warriors would melt down in an NBA finals like that. I mean, when when have we ever seen the Warriors collapse in a finals? Never. I mean, that's just that was completely new. So, um yeah, to see them get outscored by 24 points in the fourth quarter, uh, the most uh, a team has ever been outscored in any quarter in, in any NBA Finals, that was shocking, especially when, you know, Curry got off to such a hot start, 21 points in the first quarter. Um, you know, obviously the, the big storyline coming into this is he's a guy that's never been a Finals MVP. Um, I, I, I My pick was the Warriors in six, and I thought Curry was going to be MVP. I thought, you know, voters are going to be probably desperate to get him one. Um, before his career comes to a close, so I was, I was, I don't want to say I was happy to see it because I don't like Boston either. <laughs> I don't, I don't want the Celtics to win. Right. I don't want the Warriors to win. I'm not happy with, you know, as a Cavs fan, I'm not happy with either of these teams um, being in the finals. But yeah, I think if you're Golden State, you can't afford to go down 0-2 at home uh, going back to Boston. Now Boston has been beatable on their home floor. Um, you know, we, we saw that especially in the Milwaukee series where uh, an away team won four games in that series. So it, it's not like they can't win in Boston, but certainly, oof, if you were down 0-2, I mean, the Warriors, in, in this is the sixth time in eight years they've been in the finals, they've never gone down 0-2 in the first two games. You know, certainly when the Cavs were playing them, it was almost 2-0 every year coming back to Cleveland and trying to scrap for a win then, except for, you know, 2015 when, when Matthew Delvadova went all out in game two and had to be hooked up to an IV after the game. So, um, yeah, if you're Golden State, I, 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 I mean, they have, they have such experience. They have so many good veterans on their team. I don't think they'll panic if they get down 0-2, but I think mentally, yeah, you're, you're going to feel a lot better going 1-1 back to Boston uh, than, than you would if you're 0-2 for sure. 
man, like you said, this is this is a uh, to me a, a a kind of legacy game for Steph Curry. Um, when you look at it, to me, I, I have very honestly, I have Kevin Durant and Kevin or Kevin Durant and uh, uh, Steph Curry kind of on the same tier, right? I, I look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might take Kevin Durant just because he's he's more long. He's he can play, you know, affect the game defensively. Uh, he's just you can't you know physically he he's a bigger player than Steph Curry. However, when you look at their accolades from you know side to side, and the fact that he did Kevin Durant did go play with Steph Curry to win his two championships, I think if Steph Curry wins a championship uh, this year against the Celtics team, I think people have to start looking at the like some of these some of these old guys in the eighties they're gonna have to go. Like, I can't keep putting – guy, and I love Isaiah Thomas, but I can't keep putting Isaiah Thomas and Tiny Archibald and every other guard in the, in the league mentioning him above Steph Curry when when he's revolutionized the game and he's done it over a sustained period of time. If he wins this championship, I think people will have to say, well, look, I, I got to take Steph Curry over Kevin Durant. What are your ideas and thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I think I think by the end of their careers, they're both going to be um, safely top ten players of all time, which obviously is is not easy to do. I know we had a we had a really good debate, um, you know, in the in the finals in seventeen and eighteen, especially when Durant and Curry was there. Was who who is the best player on this team? Um, and and that was tough because uh, they're both obviously really good players. I'll say this: I remember the Cavs attacking. Steph Curry on defense a lot more than they were trying to attack Kevin Durant on defense. I'll, I'll just leave that there. But um, Curry's kind of like the, you know, he's, he's, he's like the sun. Everything kind of revolves around him. He's kind of what allows, you know, Draymond Green to be a non-factor on offense. He's what allows uh, Clay Thompson to have, to get open looks. He's what allows Jordan Poole to, um, you know, either operate as, as a on ball or off ball uh, scoring threat, so he kind of makes everything else go on that team. And we obviously saw what they did in that season where he broke his hand. They were the worst team in all of basketball. So um, I, I think for Curry, if he wins his finals, first off, if he loses his finals, I think that's that's you know we're not going to debate his greatness overall. But I think a lot of people are going to bring up the fact that the only finals then that he would have won um, without Kevin Durant would have been in 2015 when the Cavs were missing two of their three best players. And, and that's it, because they lost to Toronto. Um, they lost in, in 2016, obviously, to Cleveland. And then 17-18, when they won, they had a healthy Kevin Durant, who was you know, arguably the best player in the NBA. So I think it's it, not that he needs that validation, because like I said, I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be viewed as the top 10 player of all time. But I've, that would be a tough thing on your resume. If that was the only finals you won, uh, without you know a, a superstar sidekick was one where uh, the opposing team's two of their best three players were hurt. So um, if he wins this, I think that maybe moves him moves his needle a little bit higher than Kevin Durant in the all-time pecking order. Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, both those guys are going to be top ten guys in the league. Uh, moving to uh, uh, sort of the, the Cavs um, off season, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, and I mean, every time we 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 consistently talk to each other. We always, you know, have to go the Colin Sexton route. And and it's the the question still has not been answered, right? <laughs> it's still there, still hanging. And, and for me, I, I think we always talk about it. And, and a lot of people call and say, hey, G. Bush, 
What do you think about trading Colin Sexton for this? Or what do you think you can get? What if we, why don't we get this for Colin Sexton? And it's almost like the same thing when we had the, the Nets' eighth pick uh, back when LeBron was here. Everybody kept being like, mm-hmm. hey, what could we package with the eighth pick to go get something else to make our team better right now? And it's so ironic. It's The irony is it's just so, it's so overtly in your face that, wow, Colin Sexton is still, even whether it was the pick that chose him or him himself is now – always bantered amongst other teams or other fans and media about what you can possibly get for him. And even at that pick, most people don't know still what Colin Sexton is, what's the best fit for him, what is he a one or a two, who you could play with him. And he's been in the league four years. I've never really quite seen that. Um, What are your thoughts on – I guess where they move with this and how do they go about the off season? And do you think that they just put them in there 40 games, see how it works and then visit revisit it? Yeah. I mean, I think the smart thing to do is just to resign him. Um, I think because of his injury, because of his torn meniscus last year, you can get him at a little bit cheaper rates. I know last year when he was coming off his, his season where he averaged 24 points, four assists a game, you're thinking, oh, geez, I, you know, we don't want to give him a max, but this is going to cost us a lot of money. And you obviously never want to see anybody get hurt, but the silver lining is there. You can get him uh, presumably at a lower rate. I know the the number that's been thrown out there, um, I think Chris Fedor reported it, was he, he thought around $18 million a year. Um, I think that would be a fantastic number moving forward because 18 million a year now, especially if you get it on a flat rate, just 18 consistent per season, kind of like how they uh, re-signed Jared Allen last year at 20, even per year, that's going to look better and better and better as the salary cap only goes up. And it's, it's, it's going to keep going up. Um, so 18 million, you know, this year is going to look like 12 million a year in a couple of years because of that salary cap number. So if they could get him on a flat rate like that, I think that would be a really good deal, especially for a guy who's he's still very young. Um, I think teams that you know may be interested in trading him can talk themselves into him being that 24-point, four-assist guy in the right role. I don't think he's ever going to be that for Cleveland again because of the, the talent around him now. But um, the only thing that would keep you from getting him at that number is some of these other teams that have cap space because it's, it's young teams that he would theoretically fit with. Um, you know, you look at a, a Detroit Pistons team, they have about $25 million in cap space. Um, I know they've been rumored to go after Jalen Brunson for the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks will ultimately re-sign Brunson. They can give him a fifth year. They can give him more money. Um, and if they don't get him, I think, you know, Colin is a guy that they could potentially go after. Now, they might be interested in, you know, DeAndre Ayton. They might be interested in a, a Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks, somebody who else could kind of absorb that cap space and take that away. Um, but the other teams you're looking at, Orlando, they don't need a guard. They have plenty of guards. I don't think they're going to be interested. Um, Indiana just traded for Tyrese Halliburton. They still have Malcolm Brogdon. They have some good guards on that roster. I don't think they would do it. Um, San Antonio is another team with cap space. Again, they have, they have DeJounte Murray. They, have, they took Josh Primo in the first round last year. I don't think they're, you know, they would want to throw $18 million a year at Collins. So um, Detroit's the only team I would worry about kind of driving his price up. Um, so the Cavs can either say, okay, let's, let's take you to restricted free agency, let's see what offers you can get, and we'll either match those or we're just going to make you a flat-out offer like they did with Jared Allen last year. Um, I think that 18 is a really good number. I think it's for Colin. It's obviously life-changing money. He probably would have liked to hit more. 
uh, last year before he got hurt, but I, I think that's a good number to start at moving forward. And then you see how he fits with the roster. Um, you see if he thrives as a starter, as a six-man, and, and then you go from there. But just having him on the team, either as a scoring threat or as a trade asset, I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, what move could – and the next question is kind of piggybacking off that. Um, you had an article, I believe, uh, in Bleacher Report talking about a proposed trade for DeJounte Murray. Um, and we kind of talked about that on, on my other show. Um, and we opined on uh, exactly how that would look and what it would take. Um, do you think there's a trade out there um, that, you know, people always say, hey, we need to get a wing person. We need to get an athletic, big wing playmaker and that can shoot and play defense. And I'm like, well, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, <laughs> you know, that sounds good, but I, I don't think these those wing players are, are growing off trees anywhere. <laughs> Like, they don't just fall from the sky. Like, I mean, can I get a name on that? Uh, are there any names out there that you think are, are you could trade for um, that and you have the assets to get that are on the market available, potentially, that would make the Cavs a better team, including a Colin Sexton in one of the trades? I mean, like you said, that's what everybody wants, but they're not available. <laughs> like, there's – there's not a lot of guys that can, you know, they're six foot eight that can dribble and shoot and pass and defend that team's like, yeah, sure. You can trade for them. Yeah. Um, there, there was one guy that, that uh, I, I would be very interested in. Um, I know our, uh, our writer, Jake Fisher for Bleach Report. Um, he mentioned that he could be, uh, or he's not thrilled with his role um, with the Raptors is OG and an OB. Um, if you're talking about big wings, he fits that size profile. He's six foot seven. He has playoff experience. I think he can be a top five defensive player in the NBA. He can guard ones, twos, threes, fours. I mean, you name it. He can he can guard it. Um, he's he's a guy that can shoot 39 from three. Um, you know, he's and, and, not. And Greg, I, don't, I hate to cut you off on that. Let me just ask, what what happened to him, man? Like I thought he was supposed to be that dude. Like in a couple of years. Like, you know, a few years ago when the Cavs were playing against the Raptors, he was one of the main guys that I was like, hey, this guy. And a lot of people say, in a couple of years, they're going to be deep. What happened to him? Well, I think, I mean, last year he had a good year. He averaged 17 points a game, five and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, um, shot 36% from three. But, um, you know, on that team, they drafted uh, Scotty Barnes, which, you know, was the rookie of the year. Shouldn't have been the rookie of the year. Should have been Evan Mobley. But, uh, so you add that guy to the wing. Um, you have Pascal Siakam, who's a high usage player. You have Fred Van Vliet, Fred Van Fleet, who's a high usage player. So he might not be happy with his role there anymore. Even though he averaged, like I said, a career high seventeen point one points per game. Um, now, if you could get him, and he's a guy who's twenty four years old, he's on a terrific contract right now. Um, I, I'd be thrilled if they could add him. Now, why would Toronto want to help Cleveland? I don't know because those are two teams that again, are going to be fighting probably in that four, five, six range uh, for playoff seating next year. So I, I can't see uh, a scenario where Toronto would trade him, but that's a guy that, you know, if you're looking for a big defensive wing that can also score, I think he could be available. Um, Jeremy Grant's name is a name that's going to come up on an expiring deal for Detroit. I'm surprised the Pistons didn't move him at the deadline last year. I, I don't see the value in keeping him especially now his trade value is going to be lower because he's, he's on that expiring deal. I don't think he makes sense for Cleveland. He's a little bit older. He's never been a great three-point shooter. I know his numbers look really good because he's playing on a Pistons team where, where you know nobody else can score. 
Um, I, I don't like the fit there because who, who's the starting job is he going to take? Is he going to take Evan Mobley's? No, he's not going to do that. Is he going to take, you know, Karis LeVert or Isaac Okoro? I don't know. Like, he's a little bit older than those guys. I'd like to see how those guys do. So I don't like the Jeremy Grant idea. Um, so I, I think if you're Cleveland, you know, you've, you've got some good wing players in Karis LeVert, in Isaac Okoro. Um, you know, let's, let's let those guys just marinate for a little bit. We, I feel like we haven't really seen what Karis LeVert can be for this team. Um, getting him at the trade deadline. He had the foot injury. He hasn't played with Colin Sexton yet. Let's, let's just see what he looks like first and then go from there. Um, I, I, you know, as much as I like DeJounte Murray, and I, I know you brought him up, I, I wouldn't be too crazy to shake up this roster yet. Let's just see what it looks Let's bring Colin back. Let's see how all these pieces fit together, and then let's reassess everything at the trade deadline. Oh, man. Look, Greg, I, man, I was going to get to this really quickly. Um, a couple of names, and hopefully we can get you back on next weekend to kind of explain the drafting, dig deeper into that. Um, a couple of names that could help the, the, the Cavs in the draft, 60 seconds. Uh, I'm going to give you two. to The two guys that I really like, Malachi Branham from Ohio State. I think a lot of you know Ohio fans know him really well. Uh, if you're talking about a guy who is still young, can shoot it from three, has that wing size, um, you bring him off the bench, he can kind of be a microwave scorer from, for you. Uh, I think he could. He has the tools to turn into a good defender. Um, and obviously, I, I like Ohio State guys, so if you want to keep him around, that'd be fine. Um, if you're looking for upside, I like Dyson Daniels uh, from the G League. You know, we, we saw the impact that Derek White had for the, the Boston Celtics in game one as this kind of lockdown defender and a guy hitting threes. I think Daniels could be the next Derek White. Um, played in the G League last year. He wasn't a good three-point shooter, but he's got good size at six six. Um, he's a good playmaker. He's a good hustle guy. Um, you know, he can be a stopper for you in the backcourt. And if you're going to move forward with Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, you need a defensive presence in that backcourt. Um, he's not going to be a big-time scorer for you, but he can be your third big, kind of like that Derek White. Uh, so I like Dyson Daniels as a, as a as a draft target at number fourteen for Cleveland. Greg, appreciate you uh, for just stopping in on a Saturday. We'll appreciate you. We'll, we'll hopefully, we'll get you in next week and we can dig more into the uh, NBA draft coming up. Yeah, it should be a fun offseason. Appreciate you having me on. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.